What is up, guys? We are back here on the Coach's Corner. Back-to-back guest appearances for our guy, offensive coordinator Matt Leone for North Carolina Central. On the previous show, we were previewing the Celebration Bowl. Now we're talking to an HBCU national champion, a Celebration Bowl champion, and Coach Leone. Coach, the first question, thank you for joining us, but what does it feel like to be a national champion right now? Uh, Zach, uh, first of all, thank you, uh, Zach and Coach Fred, for having me on um, again. And uh, shoot, that 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 national champion that 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 will never get old. Um, I mean, it feels great. Uh, just a combination of hard work just paying off uh, from our staff to our players, and you know, this journey, uh, like we discussed before, starts way back in January, and uh, for it to go um, for us you know, some things to go our way and to stay healthy and the way the guys have, have battled all season long. It's been a, it's been a heck of a journey, but one you'll never forget and uh, very proud of our team and our players. So we could, you know, the, the first episode, we really couldn't get into the X's and O's because you couldn't give away your game plan. What did you see on film that you wanted to exploit defensively against Jackson state that was so successful on Saturday? You know, we knew we were going to get a lot of uh, man coverage, and um, so we had we had a big man um, game plan, uh, ways to uh, get the plus one in the run game with with design quarterback run game. Um, you know, some mesh concepts, um, and uh, and then we knew on third down we were going to see some middle field open zone coverage. So, um, you know, and we really just stuck to the game plan and. Um, you know, the guys executed um, and, uh, you know, that was that was it. I mean, it was nothing really special. Um, we had an idea what we were going to get. We, we knew we were going to get some man pressures. And, uh, you know, we played great up front. I thought quarterback Peewee uh, made great decisions with the football. And and then uh, when the playmakers had an opportunity to make a play, they, they made them. Um, from you know EJ Hicks to Devin Smith to to uh, Quentin McCall and uh, Tuan Flip had a big third down conversion on slant down in the red zone that was huge and then of course I uh, can't say enough about Mookie Collier the way he ran the football and and uh, Jamari Taylor also ran the ball hard so um, it was a complete team effort and uh, we saw some things on film that we could take advantage of and and we just stuck to the game plan. You had two different plays where you let wide receivers put it in the air. Had a big 30-plus yard explosive play, and then on the two-point conversion, the Philly special. That play seems to be undefeated. I mean, in the, I, I don't think there's a defensive coordinator in the country that knows how to defend that right now. But were you saving those up? And, I mean, how many, as an co- offensive coach, how many plays do you have in your back pocket for those two-point conversion opportunities? You know, you got you got quite a bit. Um, it's, it's something where we, um, as a as a program, we work it every uh, Wednesday. Um, we we run about six plays against the defense, um, and they're they're all two point plays. So, uh, what I like to do is try to stack as many as I can, uh, just different ones, um, and and I get to have a trial run and practice, see what I like and don't like versus our defense and. Uh, but I agree with you. Philly special seems like it, it it's undefeated. And, uh, you know, our players always say, man, that, that, that play all, never, you know, that play always works. You know, you can't, you can't stop it. But, um, 
But now, now with the new rules, with the the uh, two point tries in overtime, you got to carry more than you, you you used to. So I normally carry about anywhere from four to six two point plays, and then some of our goal line plays also will serve as as both purposes. If, you know, um, so anywhere from six to eight really possible two point plays. And before I toss it to Coach Fred, we talked a bit about. Corey Bullock, Robert Mitchell, that offensive line on the preview episode, their performance to me, I, I think they really – anyone who, I guess, was not on the bandwagon for Central's O-line saw what I was talking about, what you were talking about, what Coach Fred has said about those guys are NFL guys and can play on Sunday. Speak a little bit about their performance and you know what you saw from them against that Jackson State front seven who led the country in sacks coming in one sack allowed in the Celebration Bowl this weekend. Yeah, I, I can't speak enough about the guys up front, um, you know, from Corey Bullock to uh, Rob Mitchell, um, Torcelli Simpkins, Zai Simpson, and, and Daquan Thomas. And then uh, we had a freshman, uh, Zai got hurt uh, late in the game, and and then Noah um, McKinley stepped in and, and did an outstanding job. And um, same thing with uh, uh, Kadeem uh, Doof. Uh, senior left tackle also got some snaps and stepped in for us, but uh, those guys did outstanding job. They allowed us to rush for whatever we rushed for, two hundred plus, and and um, you know they 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 established the line of scrimmage, which we felt like we could do going into the game, and they played lights out. Um, you know we got behind the chains a couple times. That would be my one negative. Thing that I'd, I would say we got we got some holding calls called on us that set us behind the chains, but that's just a testament to our guys because they never flinched. You know, we got behind the chains and we were able to uh, overcome some of those, and and uh, that's what you have to do if you if you want to hold up the trophy at the end. Coach Fred is on you, man. I'll let you, I'll let you take over for a few, and then I'll throw I'll throw my few in. <laughs> I see you, Coach Fred. Yes, sir. <laughs> Baby, I got it for you. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. I got you. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, I know the feeling, man, when um when I was fortunate enough to get one. Um, it's like a drug, man. It's gonna be a deal of where you're gonna want it again, want it again, you're gonna want it again. So I'm just telling you up front, it's like a drug, man. You're gonna find yourself itching wanting another one. Um, but kind of what, what B said going forward, um in your time looking at them. How how many weeks or how many games back did you guys go to put into your game? So we we used really the last um, we used the last five games in the breakdown. We also broke down the last, last year's celebration bowl. Um, we did not use that in our breakdown, and then we had we had data uh, input in on all the games. Um, our, our GAs did an outstanding job of, of making sure all the information was in and correct. And uh, so we had all the games ready for to pull any information. If we didn't feel like in their last uh, five games that there was enough third down situations, we, we were able to draw from some other games. And uh, same thing with any any of the situations. So we had the, the, the data to pull from all the games, uh, but we, we really focused on their last last five games. And hats off to the GAs. Uh, I don't know how many of you guys have, but that people don't understand. Those guys behind the scene make life a lot easier uh, for you and, you know, the other coaches to be able to go in and decide what you want to do, seven on seven, inside run, things like that. 
Uh, shout out to your GAs, man. Obviously, they did a great job. Um, and 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 I guess now that we can kind of talk about your game plan, um, the one thing that I really want to tip my hat to you for is you used the screen game uh, late in the ball game uh, at a point that I think no one would have ever thought about using the screen game. Um, was that just one of those deals where, like you said, one of you guys got hurt? Uh, or was that always in your third and long package, your second and long package? Yeah, that, that's always been um, – that was something coming in this game we knew we, we needed to be good at was, was screens. Um, so we, we spent a lot of time, you know, especially these last two weeks, uh, we got a screen period in pre-practice uh, every day. Uh, we spent about eight minutes every day repping every screen we run. And uh, we knew that was going to be big for us. Our, our thing was with with a defensive line that they had, which was as athletic as they were and as as quick as they got up the field. We uh, we wanted to take advantage of that, and we wanted to screen them more so on on base downs first and second, um, and not not as much on third because everybody seems to anticipate a screen coming on third down. So we wanted to slow them down. Um, on first and second down and, uh, you know, give them multiple things to, to think about to try to slow those guys down. I got you. Good deal. Um, last thing, toss it back to B. Um, as the game got in uh, clutch mode, I mean, it, it's tight. Um, you never flinched with what you were doing to me. Um, it seemed to stay intact with what you did the first, the second, the third, right into that last possession um, because I don't know how you guys did it, but I'm watching the replay because I didn't get a chance to see it live. Uh, when they were marching down to try to get the tie and he spikes the ball, walks off uh, like it's a timeout, they essentially waste five minutes to get themselves together. They score. How did you keep it together? Because at this point, I'm going crazy watching the replay like, what, what's going on? Why would they not charge the timeout? You know, game should have been over at that point. Um, but, you know, my hat's off to you guys because you stayed in the moment. Were you even paying attention up in the booth or were you eyes down on your sheet, not even seeing that, anticipating going to overtime? You know, it, uh, I definitely saw what was going on. And I was I was having a conversation with the, uh, you know, in that point in time, uh, you know, I was having a conversation with all the all the offense coaches on the on the offensive channel, and I'm like, guys, did, who called a timeout? Did we call a timeout? Did because I was trying to figure out who called a timeout, and so we were we were having that discussion, and it turned out that I guess nobody called a timeout, um, <laughs> but I thought they called a timeout, and, and so everything in the fifth play, yeah. If your helmet is – if it comes off and it's not knocked off, that's automatic. We're going to walk off some penalty yards. They should have never been in that position to tie the game. That's why I, I'm I'm just like, I don't know how you guys didn't come unglued. Um, and then for you to just stay completely calm in the moment, ready to go, uh, overtime like nothing happened. Uh, this is just what I do. Uh, I don't know how you did it, man, but I, 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 tapped, I, I tipped the hat to you. It, it, it's really, uh, I'd say – we, we prepare for, you know, we put our guys in all types of situations uh, in practice. And, 
uh, we, we always talk about there's no difference between a practice and a game. The, the only difference is, is people in the stands. There's people watching. So um, it's really a testament to our players, the maturity on their part. And, um, you know, to, to see them, uh, Coach Oliver always talks about having a thermostat mentality. You know, never get too high, never get too low. You always put it on 72 degrees and leave it right there. And, and, and really, that's what our guys did. And, um, you know, I just – it's a testament really to them. And, uh, you know, Coach Fred, I, I was I was confident because I'm confident in our players. So I, I never I, – I was never worried. I just felt like, you know, give us the ball and we'll put it in the, put it in the end zone. That's and, it. And, and I know hindsight is 2020. Like one of the big things on social media and on the broadcast was – the inconsistencies and like personal fouls, especially on that one where they blew the play dead and and Richard kind of gets hit way after the whistle. Did you guys get an explanation from the refs on why that wasn't called or what they saw or they were were they just too hesitant to throw the flag at that point? You know, I'm I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, Coach Oliver might have got an explanation. You know, my my thought process was I was already on the next play, um, so. You know, I didn't spend a whole lot of time on that. I have not watched the TV copy um, yet, um, so I haven't really seen um, all of that take place. It was horrible. It was horrible. Yeah, it, it was, was bad. I mean, it, it was so blatant that there were even Jackson State fans like, why don't we get called on that? Horrible. Wow. Mm. You got a lot of to watch the TV copy. You're going to be like, man, all right. Really? I don't know how they found you in the booth, but they found you. <laughs> and you know coach oliver i you know i don't know how many people know but he is already a celebration bowl champion before this weekend he was on that ant staff did he how did his experience help him prepare the staff and the players for this moment did he talk a little bit about his first experience talk about what to expect or was it just kind of like listen this is just another game at the end of the day you know Coach Oliver has—he's uh, won some championships every, everywhere he's been. Um, you know, he—he he, he won um, the first time he was at Central as an assistant. They won two um, Division Two HBCU national championships, um, and then he um, won one at, at Grambling, and then at uh, A&T, like you mentioned, the, the first Celebration Bowl they won. So. Um, he, he draws on those experiences all the time, uh, but really he, he just focuses on this football team more than anything um, and just make sure that this team is, is prepared. And, um, you know, every team's different. And so what motivates one team may not motivate another. And so I think he just does a good job of understanding what gets these guys prepared and ready to go. And he, he um, you know, he just knows how to, to get them ready. And, um, well, it does. I would say it does help with his his um, him having the experience of playing in, in these type of games throughout his career. Um, and then our defensive coordinator, uh, Courtney Cord. Um, shoot, I've lost count how many celebrations he's played in, celebration bowls he's played in, but he's played in a bunch and got a lot of rings from him. So um, his experience also um, coming into the game, being able to ask these guys. Um, Hey, when we get there, what what's you know what's the week like? You know, uh, how much time are we gonna have for meetings and 
you know, what, what, what are the events and what those, what do those look like? And is it taxing on our player? What, you know, all the questions that I had, I was able to, to ask these guys that have, have been there. And one of the big things we're seeing now, the transfer portal has gone wild. I mean, I think we're at like 1,500 FCS players in the portal. And I mean, there's teams with 20, 30 players in the portal. What does it mean to you? And how does the staff at Central do such an excellent job of roster management? Because I think you guys are one of the lowest teams in the entire country in terms of transfers out. What is the culture like? What is the recipe to for success for you guys in keeping players in the program? You know, I think it's a it's a combination of things. I think as a staff, we do a great job of of caring about the person uh, before the player. And I know a lot of people say that, but we we truly do. Um, we 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 love our players. We we make sure that they, um, you know, they then that they understand that. And um, if they ha having any issues, you know, our doors are always open for them to come talk to us. And, and then and then we worry about them as football players. But and then the bond that our team has together, uh, you know, they, they love being around each other. They play for each other. Um, I think that has a, a big part of it. They don't want to let each other down. Um, but I will say that it hasn't been easy, you know, um, nowadays with the transfer portal and the landscape of of the portal. You know, you, you got to constantly be recruiting your own players because, you know, all the programs are talking to them, too. Uh, it's unfortunate, but that's how it is. So um, we, we, we just treat them right and let them know that, you know, Central is, is obviously their home. And, uh, I mean, that's all we can do. The early signing day is Wednesday. You guys played extreme. I mean, there's you guys, Jackson State, and there's two other teams in the country at the FCS level that are still playing up, you know, up to this past weekend. How have you guys been able to manage recruiting while preparing for a national championship game? And, you know, what are you expecting Wednesday? What can what, what can we expect? What can Central expect? You guys got some big commitments on the horizon. Yeah, we um, you know, we we do a good job of balancing, you know, playing and and recruiting our, our recruiting coordinators, our, our running back coach, uh, Kevin Maurice, and he's very organized, does a great job of making sure that uh we're all on the same page when it comes to recruiting and 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 that's your lifeline. So Coach Oliver is heavily involved and in, in, in make sure that we're we're on our you know P's and Q's when it comes to recruiting. Um our, our big deal is is nowadays too with the transfer portal and uh we we still want to build our program with high school players and, and we believe in in that and developing them um coach coach oliver is adamant about that and it's been a successful formula for us um and but we're also not in a rush to to sign a bunch of guys in this early period you know we, we're going to end up signing uh about five to six guys um, guys that have already committed to us and that we're excited about. Um, so it's not going to be a huge class um, in this first sign-in sign period, and and then we'll sign the rest uh, in the second second uh, sign-in period. But uh, the good thing is 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 uh, we still return a lot of players, so it's not going to be a big class for us uh, either way. So, um, but we're just looking for the right guys that that uh, for our program. You know, they, and I, I think thus far we've done a good job of that. 
And the final two questions, one, you know, might be a little bit premature, but you guys have the target on your back now. You're the HPC national champions, the, the, the defending MEAC champions. Everyone, you're going to be number one in everyone's rankings going into next year. What is the message to the team going to be about being being the ones with the target on their back? And how is that going to be any different from what you guys had, you know, had expectation wise coming into this year? You know, the expectations are going to remain the same. Um, you know, now that with the target on the back, uh, you know, we, we kind of felt like even coming into this year, there was, was a target, you know, last year, you know, we were, um, you know, maybe, maybe more able to sneak up on some guys, some teams. And, and this year we knew that wasn't going to be the case. You know, we put enough stuff on film. We finished the year strong where everybody knew they were going to have to get ready to play us. So, um, we feel like that's obviously going to be a little bit more magnetized uh, this next year, but uh, we just talked to our guys about, you know, we, we can't rest on what we've done. Um, it's a new season, new year, and uh, we got to get better. Um, there, there's still so many areas that we can improve on at every position. And we know that going into this off season and uh, you know, just because uh, we had some success this season does not guarantee success next season. So, uh, we don't have to work at it every single day, and and the work is is going to yield the results, not what we've done previously. And the final question is kind of a lighthearted one, man. We all saw the stiff arm heard around the world where, I mean, I, I don't know what he was thinking about, but, I mean, there was some anger behind that stiff arm. Did that surprise you at all, or did you just – you knew Latrell Collier ran with some anger behind behind those legs? Oh yeah, he, he he runs with some anger. Uh, he's a tough, hard-nosed football player. Runs extremely hard. Uh, I think I even said it last time uh, when I was on that he'd rather run you over than than, than juke you out, and uh, that's who he is. And um, you know, I was not surprised when I saw it, um, and and I felt like number seven um, for them was is a really good football player. You know, uh, argue. You know, you can argue he's the uh, one of the best players on their defense. I thought he was watching film. He was a guy that I pointed out a lot. Uh, I thought he was a really good player. And but uh, shoot, uh, Mookie Collier for us. He's he's an intense player. And, and man, that was a that was a great play. At, at Sports Center top ten play, if I'm not mistaken. So and it was still the Celebration Bowl account put out like two or three tweets today about it. So it's going to live. And I think the picture is probably going to be the picture they put on the Celebration Bowl site for the win so yeah it's gonna be amazing but coach i know you've probably been so busy it's probably been a whirlwind these past few days you know getting from atlanta back up to north carolina we really do appreciate you for coming on you know did you how much how much time did you get with the trophy did did, did coach oliver let you take it home for a night or y'all just put it straight up in the facility we we put it straight up in the facility um you know i i I just I, i was just happy to get it in the building um you know, and, uh, you know, even after the game, I, I really I, – it didn't hit me till later on. I was like, you know, I never even got a picture with the trophy. But, you know, get, getting to see all the players with the with the trophy, and to me that's 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 worth more than, than a picture myself with it. And uh, so I, I was happy to see all the, all the photos and seeing the trophy passed around the locker room because uh, that's what it's all about. But I'm just happy that it's, it's in Durham and it's, it's in our building. I, I I can only imagine, but coach, we really do appreciate you so much, guys. 
I just let me just say this: there's a lot of terrified people because after the Celebration Bowl, I believe the broadcast went through y'all's roster, and they were like sophomore, junior, freshman, and. Uh, there was a lot of people on social media like, okay, we're terrified of what Central could be next year. So, Coach, we're expecting a big year. Hopefully we'll get to talk to you closer to the season next year. But, again, congratulations on your national championship. But, guys, for Coach Matt Leone, for Coach Fred, for myself, and for the Coach's Corner here on the Blue Bloods, we'll be back next time. But for right now, we are out. <laughs>